Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Duck it, just cover that bucket, hit her, what we coming with. Others in love with the front of this family, just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Episode 26. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and joining me this week is none other than Tim Daniel. Hey, hey, hey! We didn't, or, well, two-thirds of the way through the intro, we have not yelled yet. That was not fun to fix. Please don't yell. I'm <laughs> okay. watching all of you. And rounding out the team is a PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whose that was, but Sean Mackey. My bad, I was trying to start League Pass. Hey, what's Hi, going friend. on? What's oh, going on? Not much, how are, how are you? How are you both doing? Well. 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 Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Sound, that sounds like a Cavs fan. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah. What was this going to be? Is this going to be week number four we're talking about? We're talking about Cleveland and what's going on? Do we like, have to? I think we I think we've spoke about them a little bit each week since since we since we since we started this podcast. Oh my god! Okay, well, how are we gonna fix the Cavs this week? Well, we fix the Cavs by talking about them, and we talk about them because this is forty eight minutes, and it does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with those balls of eyes in your head, you can go to forty eight minutesnetworkcom where you can check out all of our past episodes and any other sorts of goodies and fun stuff waiting for you. As always. If you want to help support us, the best thing you can do outside of listening is share us with your friends and your family. Like us on your podcast service of choice. Subscribe to us on your podcast service of choice and leave us a nice review to help us keep getting found and help keep these mics on every week for you. So, getting right into it. We are a mere few weeks away from the All-Star Game. And the the reserves and your your starters have been announced. That the teams have not been selected, and there's a big to do about whether or not the the selections should be televised because it may create drama or or discord. Uh, Discord's been a word tossed around a lot, especially with Kawhi and the Spurs. But I don't want to I don't want to talk about sad things yet. But uh, so we're we're looking at the All Star Game. Coming up, and and the the USA versus the World Rookie Showcase second year team. I don't. What the fuck is this called anymore? I don't know. What, it's what called is, We Are used, the World. It used to it uh, used to be called what the Schick Rookie Game. I think so. <laughs> it was the Schick Rookie Game back in yeah. back in 1998 because Ilgauskas won the MVP that year, right? Because see, Tim Sean... Duncan couldn't play because he was voted to the main All Star team because he played in the real All Star Game. Yeah. A funny thing happened there, Sean, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. 20 years have passed. <laughs> I knew that was coming. And it is not 1998. Back, back in my day, it was from the Shake Rookie game. I don't know if you remember the last century, or hell, let's even discuss the last millennia, but back when I was a kid, <laughs> it was 20th century, fucks. Uh, <laughs> So, thus, thus, when the rosters 
get rolled out, and I'm sure we'll get into the USA versus the world whatever game here shortly, but when the rosters get rolled out, the first question that's always asked is never who made it, but who didn't. And amongst the list of those that made the cut are, are your Victor Oladipos, who was kind of a warranted kind of a surprise, though, for me, uh, coming out of the East. But looking at the West, one of the biggest standouts, two of the biggest standouts, are, are Chris Paul and Paul George. And I, I feel like one of these two has struck a chord or, or touched a nerve with Tim. And that's why I'm going to kind of toss this one to him first. How you feeling about about the the Georgery, the Georgery skullduggery going on here in the All Star game? Alex, I am so disappointed that Paul George did not make the All Star game because he has been awesome for that team, and they have completely turned around. They have definitely put it together. Um, I get it, especially in the West. There are so many tough guys to cut out. But if I'm being honest. Oh god, here we go! I You're gonna throw shit at Draymond, aren't you? You're gonna yep. throw shit at Draymond. I yep. knew it! I knew yes. it! You son of a bitch! Tell me where Draymond's a better All Star than Paul George because the fact he plays for the Warriors. Tell me where, and you know what? I love Lillard. I love Damian Lillard, and I think he's had a really good year. But has he really been better than Chris Paul this year? No, no, he has not. And I get it. Chris Paul's missed time, but so is James Harden. He's starting. Chris Paul should have made it. I think those two for sure should have been on the team. Uh, but at the same point, I am very happy that Jimmy G. Buckets and Carl Anthony Towns will be representing the Minnesota Timberwolves in the All-Star Game. The Butler streak is alive. It remains. Butler has made in the All-Star Game. Sean, did any names stick out to you that, that, that shouldn't have made it? And is there names that you think have been just absent, you know, just, you know, absent-mindedly not there? Ben Simmons! I- I, oh. uh, yeah, I, I voted for Ben Simmons myself, uh, and yeah, he was, he was noticeably absent, but man, I wanted to see Lou Williams on there. I voted for Lou Williams. I, I did too. I that right now. Okay. No, neither one of you were probably surprised by that statement. No, not at right. all. I've, I've, you know, I'm, I like what he's doing this year, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. I voted for Lou Williams. Justice he- for Lou. Yeah, I think I think Lou deserves everything he's getting this year, even though he's playing for the Clippers, <laughs> poor bastard. Uh, but uh, no, you know the Paul George one obviously was the biggest snub. Uh, I'm not going to deny that it was uh, <laughs> kind of a kind of a kick in the teeth. But uh, you know, I <laughs> this is what happens PG-13 when you demand a trade. People just don't like you anymore. Do do you think that's do you think that's what it is? Do you think it's that no much, like, no I'm ticking? no not at all. I just I didn't I just, think so. It's it's not James Franco not getting uh, nominated for an Academy Award, even though it, he won whoa. the Climate Sean. Do you really want to go there? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> not um no. Uh, it's right, and I, I I would give you guys George. Uh, I didn't see really anything on the East that like made me go him. Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, oh, all right. This is what I wanted. Go. How Let's does hear. Al Horford make the All-Star game over Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond? They have been Be- phenomenal. He's, okay, he's- Drummond, Drummond, I'll give you. Simmons wouldn't make it in place of Horford because I don't think Simmons constitutes uh, the, the, right, the right position. So Simmons would have to go in lieu of like an Oladipo, but... Horford going in over Drummond, yes, is is some sort of fan vote and or NBA Electoral College Boston biases. I will give you that. I I agree. I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, Al Horford, at the beginning of the season, I'm, I'm just kind of checking uh, 
I'm kind of checking stats and stuff right now because that is kind of a kind of a glaring thing. But he was the first like couple weeks of the season, couple weeks of the season. I'm not saying right now. He was uh, he was on the MVP ladder, kind of in the same way that Joakim Noah was on the M- on MVP ladder like five years ago. Sure. So I mean, and I get it. He's he's a great team player. Uh, but yeah, as an individual, like, do I want to see this guy competing at the at the All Star game? Not really. Not really. Ben Simmons would have been. I, this this is the game that this is all about having fun, right, guys? It's all about. Is it anymore? Is this the year two hundred points are scored? N- uh, I don't Am know. Am I riding that trade again? No, <laughs> no Alex. Not after last year. <laughs> no, Alex. We only have two calves in this game, so no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. That's a that's defense true. joke. Yeah, but up, up. So if we want to just roll through the rosters real fast, just because you know it'd probably be good to get that out of the way. Uh, so it's LeBron for the for the starters here. You're you got LeBron, Giannis, Embiid. Kyrie, which is funny, Demar, and then your reserves are Porzingis, Kevin Love, which we'll get to, Al Horford, Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, John Wall, Victor Oladipo. Over in the West, starters are Curry, Harden, Durant, Davis, and Cousins, otherwise known as either the Rockets or the Warriors five years from now. And then the reserves are Towns, Green, Butler, Thompson, Lillard, Aldridge, and Westbrook. So, looking at that snubs here, I'm pulling these from from the CBS NBA page. Uh, they have a biggest snubs article, so we'll just cycle through some names here, see if you guys agree or disagree. We've already touched on Andre Drummond, uh, Goran Dragic. How do you guys? So Goran Dragic, what happened? I don't know, but uh, Gordon's uh, 17.3 points, 4.9 assists, just a hair under one steal a game, and 1.476 three-pointers a game. Yeah, I thought he definitely had a case. Um, I totally thought Devin Booker had a case. He's been super good this year. See, the problem is is he plays for the Suns. Right, I get that. That's a big problem. (laughs) Yeah, but he's putting in 25 a game right now. Like, that is... I mean, he's going to play in the three-point contest, so that's my pick to win that already. Sure. I don't know. Uh, did you guys, by chance, see Lou Williams' tweet after... Uh, <laughs> Him and Drummond? Well, just just Lou's, specifically. At uh, 6.33 p.m. on January 23rd, <laughs> Lou Williams stated his case, or stated, I guess, how he felt about the All-Star announcements with a simple LOL. Well, did you see... It was the NBA on ESPN quote tweeted him and said, is this Lou Williams' reaction to the All-Star game? In which Lou Williams quote tweeted them and said, you're damn right it is. Yeah, I mean, dude's got... Dude, dude's he's got been awesome. Yeah, he's 45... been, This guy's been awesome for years. Are he's... we just now pretending no, that he no. hasn't been awesome? But for... it's... He's, he's putting up two point... If you round it, it's three. It's an even three, three-pointers a game. And he's currently, his his field goal percentage, three-point free throw percentage, respectively, is 45, 40, and 90. Like, that is insane. That is insane. Those are not, like, journeyman numbers, you know? Like, this is a dude that is, for the last couple seasons, has gotten better and better. And, I mean, if we want to transition into the crazy trade talks, 
or whatever now, I guess we, but let's kind of wrap up the All-Star Game talks, I guess. Uh, if we want to move to the uh, rookie challenge, the, the Schick rookie game. Uh, Rest in peace. Find him here. Schick rookie memorial game. The, the Schick rookie memorial game. So, your USA team is resident beast Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Dennis Smith Jr., Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Chicago Bull, Chris Dunn, Malcolm Brogdon, Jason Tatum, and John Collins. Going against Embiid, Simmons, Markinen, Jamal Murray, DeMontis Sabonis, Saric, Bogdan Bogdanovich, gotta get you three Keith Bogans in a trench coat together, Frank Nittelkina, Dylan Brooks, and Buddy Heald. You know where I'm gonna go with this, don't you? Do it. Where the hell is the Aaron Fox in this game? Uh, I, yeah. I Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, he's outstanding. Yeah. What's, yeah, I, I but. think there's it's you've got you've got to factor in if for for the snubberies, right? Mhm. If you're if you're going to sit there and be like this guy was snubbed, who in place are you flipping him for? Cuz like you said with like Chris Paul, you've got you can make the case for not Damian Lillard and for Al Horford you can make the case for uh, Andre Drummond, it's it's a, it's a time where like with these rosters, especially I guess on on the USA side, who do you flip De'Aaron Fox for? That's true, and I get it. I'm not going to fight that, but it's so uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll just take my crow and eat it now. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. All right. Well, since on the topic of wondering who you flip players for. Shall we jump into the crazy, never-ending, whirling, twirling, always twirling rumor mill of trades? Yep. Trades to Cleveland or just trades? Just trades. Just trades. Just trades. Cleveland, where's LeBron going? Because he's probably not going to stay in Cleveland. So... Real nice. <laughs> <laughs> the names being tossed around. The aforementioned Lou Williams. Uh, I think the the names most commonly on the table have been Shumpert and Fry, uh, but it's been mainly George Hill seems to be the one that has the most legs on it. It, so, it's, it seems like this deal's like about to get done too. Like this. Did, did you like, see who the add-on was in the Kings deal to make it even? What no. was it? Who was it? Was it Scowl? No. Bissier? It was Vince Carter. I uh, said that. Where are the screenshots? Uh, oh, no. Not VC. Oh, they're going the Anton Jameson route. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're like pulling the, we're going to be the Chicago Bulls younger and more athletic, and they're getting a 40-year-old man off the bench who's been solid. But, yeah, so basically they make the money uh, even. Which also, if you remember, we can laugh at for my 2K days of my GM mode this year, where you have to trade for Vince Carter. I had to give up Iman Shumpert for him. So, hey, maybe I predicted something. I don't know. Somebody's just like, that That Bob Sanderson's got a good idea. <laughs> Fucking Bob Sanderson. So. <laughs> he, he, he made me trade for Jared Jack on my latest version. And I'm like, and you know what I did? Guess what I did? You kind of fired his son. No, well, no. Well, so I didn't fire his son. I, I decided I wasn't going to go that route this time. And then it fires him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like, well, you didn't have the, uh, you know, the guts to do it, so I just got rid of him anyway. And I'm like, well, why did you even give me the option? Two case funny because you could you could have gotten to trade for Marie Spates like I was so fortunate to get to try and do before I deleted the save altogether. And said this vote is dumb. Michael Beasley. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. Yep. But uh, so the Cavs are slumping. You, it's not every day a LeBron team goes and scores 124 points and then loses by 24 points uh, as they did against the Thunder. So. I made a comment with you guys last night where I said I think Isaiah Thomas playing in the playoffs last year shaved a good three to five years off his career because dude is kind of playing like a husk of himself. Uh, I I have spoken so much on roster continuity and making sure that if you're losing players, you're filling them with not so much who you think the better player is, but the right player that's going to fill those holes. And I had tossed around last year Jameer Nelson, but no one listened to me. I did. Uh, It seems like they're kind of looking at that route with the the George Hill pickup. I I like the idea of George Hill going to Cleveland, but my question is to you guys, not so much just do you like the idea of it, especially for what they would possibly be giving up for it and what they'd be getting in return, but is that going to be enough and, or I guess, or rather, is it going to be a situation where you're booting the roster continuity way too late in the season? I don't think he's enough. Um, it'd be a nice piece for them. But then they have that point guard shamble because I don't think, honestly, I don't think that um, Dan Gilbert is going to let Teron loose at Derrick Rose. I think that he's going to have to find a way to put him in that rotation. I mean, they're scrambling. Like, yeah, they this are. This is a team that's scrambling. This is, I, I think to me, this is a team that fucked up, just to put it bluntly, in the offseason with, with the Kyrie Irving trade. I, I think they got, again, on paper, good players, but... This was kind of starting before that, you know, with the whole um, David Griffin firing out of nowhere and... Sure. Having, not having a GM for most of the summer. Like, this was, you know, and then, like, LeBron's not even talking to them for a couple weeks, and... He goes to Eric Bledsoe's wedding and doesn't say a thing to anybody. So, I, yeah, you know, this has kind of been brewing for a bit. Yeah, I I don't know if George Hill actually fixes a whole lot of issues. I don't know if it's too late in the season or not. He's a great point guard, don't get me wrong. He's He is a true great point guard and a damn good three-point shooter. He is so good from shooting three. But here's what here's what Cleveland has to look at. So next year, George Hill is making nineteen million dollars. Okay, they're gonna it, so they they absorb his contract this year. He's making he's making twenty. That's insane. That is yeah. insane right now because you know it was like there was just these teams that were just throwing out money. Same thing. Contavious Codwell Pope got paid. JJ Reddick got paid this year twenty three million. Jesus. Um, but uh, next year, basically. Um, his contract is for $19 million. However, only $1 million of it is guaranteed. So they can technically waive him and then just pay him the $1 million he can sign elsewhere. So it's not a big hit for them. I think they should go for it just because of that. If you were actually having to commit beyond uh, that year. Now, there's no point in keeping George Hill at $19 million next year if LeBron leaves. It is a complete, let's just clear the books, try to sign IT, hope to God he can still play that kind of a situation, but I I don't know. I was going to put that in context to say that with George Hill's $19 million, 
Isaiah Thomas in his year his one year contract right now with the Cavaliers is making a little under sixty six million three hundred thousand. So yes, yeah. you have a decision to make for sure. Um, you know the other names too. Um, like you know, I think the Luel DeAndre Jordan trade, if they could pull that off somehow, would be perfect. Um, you know, obviously the, that the DeAndre Jordan trade's not going to happen. It's just been talked about too much. It's just it's it's, it's not. It's it's Instagram. It's a it's an Instagram trade at this point. It's I one hate of those ones. 2018. <laughs> yes. Like I can't tell you how many how many photoshopped copies of pictures I've seen him in a Cleveland jersey over like the last like two months. That and um Kemba Walker. I'm like exactly what is Cleveland gonna how how are they gonna get Kemba Walker? Please explain this process and, to and, me. And I I just I fear they're gonna make some stupid trade, some really really dumb trade because this team. Let's just face it, this team is junk without LeBron. And currently, they're yes. also they're also junk right now, which is sad. This team, this Cavs team, if you take LeBron, if you just extract LeBron from the situation, you roll them out, they're a shittier version of last year's Celtics. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Probably make a pl- probably make the playoffs. Probably get to like a later round, but that's about it. So there was there was a, a Cavs kerfuffle as well, kind of this week with uh, a players only meeting expressing. Mm, Dis, dis, I guess Discord, we'll go with Discord, uh, with Kevin Love and him leaving a game early and then missing practice because he was sick. But he was he was sick! Can we, can we talk about the double-edged sword here that Derrick Rose can just be like, hey guys, I'm not going to play basketball for a few weeks. <laughs> I gotta rethink and, my life. And they're just like, dude, that's fine, take your time. But Kevin Love's like, hey guys, I don't want to get you guys sick, so I'm not feeling well. So I'm, And they're like, and Isaiah Thomas, of all people, is like, I think this is ridiculous. <laughs> just, what the fuck, man? So, like, so Isaiah Thomas said that he thought that... Apparently the, the he led the meeting, yeah. Him, apparently he led the meeting. He led the meeting, so he, he thought that it was ridiculous that Kevin Love left the game. Yeah. It's just, yeah, like... Mr. Mr. I haven't played more than half the freaking season? For me, it's just what is happening over there. You know, like there's there's no leadership. That's it. You got Tyrone Lou, who was a puppet coach. Okay, every LeBron coach ever has been a puppet coach, except Spolster oh, can actually I was coach. Say, I was say Spolster. He can, Spolster can actually coach. Now he was a puppet coach that first year. He totally was. They could have interchanged him with anyone, but he has become a better coach because of coaching the Heatles. In a story, but but David Blatt. Uh, <laughs> Who's the guy who's sitting on Michael, uh, is it Mike Brown? Brown? Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. Mike Brown. He sucked, you know, so it's like, and did Byron Scott coach there for a year after no. he left? No, he coached the year after he left, yeah, but. That was it, the yeah. year after he left. So, yeah. so, yeah, so they just, they've had a bunch of just goofy coaches. They need to get Fizdale, but I, I, I honestly, just the way this whole season has went, and I mean, I, I feel like. LeBron coming back to this team next year just seems like a just a long shot at this point. And it's honestly, we're only saying that because they're underperforming, right? Three, they've won three games out of the last ten, and yeah, I mean, some of them they, haven't even been close. Sure, three of the last they, thirteen, actually. Say, okay. say they go off, and in their next ten, win seven of their next ten, and Isaiah Thomas ropes it together, starts shooting, you know. 50% from the field and 40% from three. Which, which and, I and, fully believe will end up happening because this is what happens with this but team. It, it's a situation where as 
as Cavs as as the Cavs go, so go LeBron rumors. Where if the Cavs are doing really well and they're gonna be a title contender, then LeBron's gonna stay. But the second the second they start, like LeBron has become so synonymous with winning that the second his teams that he's a part of start, you know, going under a little bit, it's immediately never like, what's LeBron going to do to fix it? Because he's doing everything he can. But it's, you never hear like, oh, LeBron's trying to do this, LeBron's, it's just all the people talking about where is LeBron going to go? And I don't, that's a shitty thing to have on your legacy, I feel like, is you're going to be like tangentially linked to leaving when things get bad. Yeah. And let's also remember here, J.R. Smith has been awful. Oh my god, he's been so bad. Yeah. Tristan I Thompson mean... has become the softest human being I think it's, I've ever seen that's seven foot tall playing mm-hmm. NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder has been really bad for them. He has been a terrible fit for this, yes. for this roster. Yes. He's been like, when we saw that trade, I'm like, well, that's a great pickup. I know. He has been garbage. Yeah, if it wasn't for LeBron team. and their bench, I don't think they'd have 28 wins right now. Well, and 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 that's that's what is bringing me back, you know, to the the year before, you know, LeBron ended up leaving for for the Heat. Like this is just a a cast of just revolving players that they throw on this team to help them win and Kyrie Irving was Kyrie Irving is a better player I think than Kevin Love at this point in his career. Okay. You, you don't say. say we, yes, we, we can go ahead and say that. So, what? Yeah, yeah. And I love Kevin Love. He's one of my favorite players. So, you know, I, I, you know, and he's awesome. And he was, I think he's been a great fit for this team. And, you know, the fact that, you know, he, he, he's always the one getting like thrown into trade rumors all the time. Like he's the expendable one. I, I think he's been pl- playing, he's been playing pretty well this year. I don't oh, he's think been he's very terrible. good. He's been the best stretch five in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, Getting rid of Irving really, really hurt the Cavs, you know, but if, if you know, he was going to come, there was no way they were going to let him come back and play with LeBron after demanding a trade, after everything that was said and everything, it would have been too awkward. I mean, I don't blame him, so I get it, uh, but I just, I just don't know what kind of quick fix they can throw on the team this year that's going to, I mean... They've always been, like, super short on point guards the last couple of years, but now they have too many, and they're not really fitting in with the team. And, you know, Calderon, Derrick Rose, and, and IT, I just, I don't know. And then you throw George Hill in there. Are, are they really going to keep all those guys on the same team? Are they going to wave Calderon? I mean, well, are they going to wave Derrick Rose? I would. Well, then who are going to be their standard veteran waiver wire pickups next? Um... Yeah, that's Rip true. Hamilton playing anywhere? Yeah, I'll just <laughs> oh, say um, there's no there's no Darren Williams and Andrew Bogut. Actually, Andrew Bogut's available. No, Andrew Bogut is an Australian glass man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't he playing for the Lakers? No, they cut him. They cut him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, maybe that's why they've been winning so many games lately. <laughs> <laughs> they did beat the Celtics. That was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. but it's go ahead. I was going to say like I um. I do think that they will get better, but for those who really, I mean, because I still don't think, as long as LeBron James is on that team, I don't think any team in the East can beat them four times in a week. I just, I don't. Um, I think that he's always going to find ways to win games, especially because we know how good he is April through June. 
Um, but I think it's a lot closer than it has been in a long time, like seven years to be exact. Um, especially with teams like Boston and teams like Toronto, who are just clicking on all cylinders right now. DeMar DeRozan sure. has been outstanding. Kyle Lowry has been really good. Um, I think that it's just, it's just gotten closer, and I think that's what's kind of making people worried. Honestly, I don't think the Cavaliers are worried if they're going to be the three seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs, especially if they do make a move. If they go get a Lou Will, if they go get a George Hill, God, they got Lou Will. That'd be disgusting. Anyone that can replace Jared Smith right now, I'd take. Maybe it'd be disgusting. Maybe it blows up in their face like the other traits have. I can't blame them, though, only because they dealt the hand that was given to them with the whole Kyrie Irving thing, and they took a shot, you know? Um... They took, a, they took a shot, and they thought Isaiah Thomas... And, and on gonna... paper, it looked amazing. Yeah, it did. And that Brooklyn pick is not as good of a pick as they thought it'd be, because Brooklyn's right now at the lower the low 10s, eh. where they thought for sure they were picking in the top four or five. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Nets are tied with the Bulls right now for, for 13th place, really, so it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's... G- given, given the depth that the league has shown to have uh, amidst its teams and everything this season. Arguably, I would make the, I would make the case. I'm not saying it is because this is a, this is a real like S- Stephen A Smith-esque hot take here. But given how good the rest of the NBA is getting, especially with like your know, Oklahoma's, Boston's, Toronto's, what Philly's starting to do, could you do you think you could make the argument that this is one of the worst LeBron led Cavs teams? Um, yeah, because after I mean, after his third season he's been in the playoffs every year. So those first two years obviously those were his worst teams. Um when I think his wing man was Dewan Wagner and Darius Miles in his rookie year. And yeah. I thought Dewan Wagner was gonna be a great ball player. He had everything. No? That was his, that was the year they went to the finals and they got swept. Okay. Okay. Um, Danielle Marshall at one point was one of his best players on his team. Yeah, so those teams are definitely bad. Um, You know, it was, but it it was a LeBron show. And then um, now, yeah, I think so. I think this is definitely the worst. I think, too, it's hard because of what we've seen from him for seven years now and having all these great things. So he always had his wingman that was healthy. Well, yeah. And now he doesn't have that. And now it's. It's kind of proven that point of you can't do this all on your own, even if you're the god LeBron James. By the way, props to 30K. Who? LeBron's 30K drop. Oh, oh. Oh, yes. I I was like, is that a person? (laughs) Yes. What kind of new rap artist have you discovered? Exactly. (laughs) Is is this a Post Malone? No. No, we don't talk about Post Malone. We don't do that. I don't know what that is. You don't want to know that. I know there was a Malone that played what's a post because what, what's a, a post Malone? Uh, that's an excellent question, Sean. That I don't have an answer for. But another question that I don't have an answer for is how heartbroken is one Kimba Walker? Given the he was given news of trade rumors circulating that he may be on the market uh, as a as a. Uh, hmm. Exodus is the word I'm looking for from the Hornets. And he didn't know. He didn't know that, that was getting tossed around. And he seems quite upset. Michael Jordan has come out and said that he's not just going to give him away and that he loves Kimba and what he's done for the team and for the franchise and everything like that. My 
where I want to go with this, because I, I think there's, a, again, layers to, to unpack here. With the Kimba trade, would you, if, the Char- if Charlotte's underperforming, and you've got Kimba and you've got Dwight, and you want to part ways with Kimba, if you had to flip a coin and Heads was trading Kimba and Tails was just firing Steve Clifford, what side of that coin do you want to fall on? Oh, man. I don't know, because I love Because Steve if they're Clifford. underperforming, do you blame the franchise guy who's been loyal to you, or do you go out and try and get a new coach? See, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. Uh, especially because Kemba Walker for NBA point guards is making pretty good money for another year or two, and they have his bird rights. So that makes it a lot more interesting as well, obviously. Um, but as a selfish NBA fan, these talks of Kemba Walker to the Indiana Pacers to play with Victor Oladipo really interest me a lot. It's, that, that's an interesting pickup, and I like it. It's it's not my it's not my hashtag Kemba to Philly trade that I orchestrated in the trade machine <laughs> that I I want to see happen. Me please. too. But uh, yeah, I. I'm torn. I'm torn about this because... Yeah, like, I love Clifford. I love Steve Clifford. I just, I don't know if parting ways with Kimba Walker and being like, hey, it's the wrong player with the right coach as opposed to the right coach with the wrong team or if it's the right coach with the right star player but the wrong other surrounding assets it's it's a weird thing because i i mean charlotte shore is semi underperforming and you could make that uh you could make that argument but i don't think they have all the right pieces there to actually be a contender right now or to you could i mean they could probably be a playoff team but yeah, Tim, you're you're much more in the hornets in the hornets nest, ha ha, than than I am. So I'll, I'll let you take this one because they're currently 19 and 26. Yeah, uh, third in the southeast. Yeah, and they have some issues for sure. Um, I think on paper they're a pretty solid team. This goes back to I guess that Cavaliers talk. You talk about guys like not just Kemba and Dwight, who's had a really good year, but Nicholas Batum. You expect a lot more of, even though he's been hurt. Um, I made the point last week in the episode that I really think they banked a lot more on Malik Monk and Dwayne Bacon being big parts of their teams, and they have not been. Um, and and I'm a little bit excited that, that that actually didn't happen because, you know, the Bulls passed up Monk yeah. for Laurie Markkinen, and he, he hasn't turned out to be so bad. No, he's been pretty awesome, actually. Except 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 for tonight, he's pretty bad. Well, I, I will forever have the moment in history where he blocked a shot off Steph Curry's face, and it was amazing. And I will, oh, I will, I will get that poster blown up and put it in my house. <laughs> don't think I won't. But I know. Going back to the Hornets, um, I don't know, man, because it's just such a tough thing. Um, I, I really like a lot of the players they have, but yeah, they don't have the pieces. They also don't really have the money, and that's the other scary part, which you would think with Michael Jordan being their owner. Um, but the money they have locked in Dwight, the money they have locked now. I mean, Kemp is a $12 million point guard. You can't really be upset about that. But I just think that this is another team where they thought they put it together and they thought it was going to make sense, and it just hasn't. And, I mean, that that's, I think, the case for a lot of NBA teams. That seems to happen more often than it doesn't, where you're like, yeah, this is going to be the year where yeah. we're going to be, like, two steps away, and then we're going to lure a free agent, and it's like your team 
Not well, let's look at the Bucks. We thought with getting Eric Bledsoe, we thought that was a huge piece for them, and they were yeah. going to really make a rush. And then now Jason Kidd doesn't have a job. Right. Yeah, and we haven't even we haven't even talked about this yet. God, I know. Have we not talked about this? So much so NBA fun. right now. NBA. The, yeah, it's it's the weird almost was, halfway was, through the season. Was he the was he the first coach that was fired this year? No, Fisdale, and then uh, the guy from yeah, the guy Earl from Watson. The, yeah, Earl Watson. Earl Watson Earl, didn't even make oh, it three yes. games in. Okay, okay, that's right. I totally, they were like, see, oh, and two, that, that, this that, that, doesn't look good. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. This is a bad look for the Phoenix Suns. Eric Bledsoe's gotten two coaches fired this year already. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that's a hot take. I I'm like kidding. That. He didn't get Jason Kidd fired. They were bad. But <laughs> it's so it's coincidental he was on two teams of the three that had their coaches fired. He's got a ghost following him. Uh... Yeah, I mean, the kid firing, I was kind of surprised at. I was also kind of surprised to find out Milwaukee was 24 and 22 right now. Uh, so it was a situation where I was like, what? They fired him? And then I kind of looked. I was like, oh, they're not doing well. But ah, I don't – I think they're they're a better team than what they've shown. But I think they are a better team than riding out the rest of the year with just – your first assistant coach coaching the rest is like an interim coach. They're they're a better team that doesn't warrant an interim coach for the rest of the season. But I also don't think they should try to bring in a permanent replacement halfway through the season. It's it's a really weird no, situation. No, they'll they'll, they'll, the they'll fix that. They'll fix that in the off season. And and you know as Waj you know said, this is going to be the most sought after coaching job. In the NBA, everybody's going to want to coach Giannis. I mean, he is just so yeah. freaking awesome. God, yeah. he's good. Great so freaking awesome. I just, I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't. The Bucks aren't a big market. I don't, I don't know. You make what him you a do. big market. They, I know you. Do, I mean, and and Giannis is helping with that. Like, and they, I, they got that Bradley Center with no windows. Well, they they're about the to have the new arena next windows. year too. Yeah, yeah they got the new windows. arena next year. Which and and that's all that's all fine and dandy, but you never hear about like free agents really wanting to sign with Milwaukee, except for Greg they, Monroe. Yeah, but they also haven't had a player like Giannis since like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, even just terms of names, since like Ray Allen or lesser extent Gary Payton. But like, I mean, Giannis is going to attract some some people. I think that for are going to sure. want to play with him. Yeah, well, he's talking about he's trying to, he's hoping that LeBron picks him in the All Star draft so he can talk to him about free agency. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, the Bucks the Bucks position is going to be quite sought after, and I think the Kimba Walker trade rumors will probably temper because I think they're either going to ask for too much or not get enough in return because I don't think they're just going to ship him off for nothing. That's why I uh, keep bringing up the Pacers trade. I think is makes the most sense too because it's Thad Young and. Um, I can't remember who was thrown in. I'm blanking. I think it was like Al Jefferson or something. The, you know, the Hornets aren't going anywhere for and uh, for in a first round pick for Kemba Walker and Michael K. Gilchrist. Where you can put those guys in the Pacers right now, and I don't think they're like ten wins better, but they're probably five or six wins better. Kemba and Victor Oladipo has a young, athletic core that you can potentially see if Kemba will stay because Victor Oladipo has all the signs of being that franchise player. Not that I think Ken Walker will stay after two years, but it's two years that we give him a sh- to have a shot to convince him. Kind of like New Orleans is a boogie right now. They have a now they've had a year and a half to try to say like you should stay here. So it's interesting main thing, man. I would love to see the Pacers get that because we have made fun of their Pacers fans very much. 
but they are loyal to the T for sure. Every game for them is the playoffs. Yeah. It's it's really exciting to see. It's always nice to be around that exciting fan base. It just sucks to be the guy in the crowd that's kind of rooting against them. Right, Sean? Oh, well, fun story. Sean screamed at a kid once. Once. I did, I did it once. <laughs> My wife is not proud of me, but it happened. <laughs> well, that, that brings us to the point in the show where the three of us discuss the previous week's goings-ons. That's a lot of S's. And what has stood out to us as a good and what has stood out to us as a bad thing. So, Sean, I'll let you tip this one off. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because it's a basketball show. What's what's got you feeling good? What's giving you a a basketball body massage? Body massage machine. Uh, well, I, no. I, I, I kind of already mentioned it earlier, but the Lakers have really impressed me as of late. Uh, they've won seven out of their last ten, and they had a huge win over the Celtics last night. Uh, that always makes me know, happy. Were, yeah, it was, and and this is another team that's you know I kind of in the same vein as the Chicago Bulls. They're they're finding their footing with some some young talent, seeing evaluating what they have. Um, and uh, you know, as soon as as soon as Contavious Codwell Pope's contracts over, they're going to have a lot of cap space. So, um, and they need to ship Luol Deng someplace. I don't know. I don't know where you ship him. I don't know who takes him. They'll probably have to waive him. He's that stretch pre- provision. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I mean, they've been they've been doing well. Kuzma is amazing. Like I don't. Uh, they they got a real steal with him, and so far he's been better than Lonzo Ball. What a shock! I, don't don't hate on Lonzo. Yeah. Don't, what's, don't uh, hate on what's, been, what's been your? <laughs> he's played some your decent basketball side. games this year. He's not he's not the worst basketball player in the world or anything. I didn't say no. he was. His brother is. You just you just you just don't like his dad. You know. Yeah. And 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 that is hey, so. Hey, 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 this is this isn't about Levar Ball. Yeah, we don't talk about him anymore. This is Levoldemont Ball. We have a a no douchebag policy in 48 minutes now, okay? Well, then I need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. All right, you know what's impressing me? If you pull out your NBA League Pass app, gentlemen, and you go to standings and click conference, and you scroll down to the Western Conference, who's that in the three seed right now? Oh, that's the Minnesota Timberwolves, guys. It's clicking. It's coming together. Jeff Teague has been really well. Andrew Wiggins is really getting better these past couple weeks. We obviously know what Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns bring to the table. Their bench is stepping up. All they need now is Tyson Chandler, like I've been saying for a couple weeks now. Get Tyson Chandler. Get get Gorgie out of there. That's your guy on the bench that can really get these things going. And Tibbs, who knows? That means you might only have to play Carl Anthony Towns 37 minutes instead of 41 the rest of the year. I love that. I love Chandler backing up Cat. That yeah. is that is a, a great trade proposal. Love it. So uh, I just I, I want to highlight Oklahoma City and their win over the Cavs. I know I talked about it earlier, but it was uh, they they put up 148 points, and I think it was really the first time and first instance where we were able to see Oklahoma City at like full blast. Like if you were like, hey, this team play at a ten 
for 48 minutes, I think this is the team that would run a lot of other teams off the court and kind of getting to see them perform that well and have that high-octane offense and everything. Yes, they still gave up 124 points, but that's neither here nor there. I was I was blown away by that. I don't know if that's a sign of the times and what we can expect from the Thunder going forward, but that was a hell of a win for them, and that was a really, really good team game. And I, I was super impressed by that. I'm glad to see Oklahoma City kind of starting to rope it together. The other thing I wanted to point out real fast is that the Houston Rockets, I believe, are 17-0 and when Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella all play. So that is, that is another little dangerous zone out in the West. They're so good. I know. So they're the may, team that can beat the Warriors. I think they're the only yeah, team that can. They're the team that's going to win the t- finals in five. True. You forget this. Uh, I predict these things. I'm just. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to hold on to the ball here and go straight to the negatives. I just need to talk some mad shit about the Central Division out in the East. We have spent more than enough time on this episode talking about how slumping the Cavs are. Sean mentioned three of their last 10 games, or they've won three of their last 10 games, sitting at 27 and 19, and Indiana is still two and a half games out of first. Milwaukee's three games out, Detroit's four and a half games out, Chicago's nine and a half games out. When you have a slumping first place team, like you have with Cleveland, who has only slipped, really, to being the three seed and is a game and a half out of being the five, it is kind of telling of the rest of your division that if you can lose seven of your last ten games and still hold a lead of your division, the rest of your division really isn't that good. So, Central Division, you've got a wounded deer at the top of your of your rankings here. This is a time for teams like this to capitalize. That's why I'm kind of weirded out by Milwaukee firing kid. Uh, Detroit was doing good for a minute. Uh, Chicago's going to Chicago. But just I would love to see the Central Division see this opportunity and capitalize. Also, LOL, remember when Orlando was good? Sean, what's gotten you sad? Orlando's got me sad. Oh, no. 14 and 33. <laughs> However, Alfred Payton's been awesome. He's like one of those great player, bad team guys. Did you see the replay that showed that he may have blocked his own shot with a <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, in terms of in terms of me uh, being disappointed, uh, I, I'm disappointed that that Jason Kidd was fired for one because I you know I thought that he you know. They're 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 not performing the the way that they should be, but I don't know if he exactly deserved that or not. But we'll we'll see what they can do. Um, you know, nothing's really totally sticking out to me this week besides the Cavs. The Cavs are just the story every single week. Um, in terms of, you know, you know who's you know who's slumping or whatever. You know, Pistons have sucked ass too. I mean, they, <laughs> they're they 2-8 and eight in the last 10. And they were doing, re- like you said, they were doing really well like a couple weeks back. So, I mean, that's another team that's kind of just fallen off. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Cavs. Hey, Tim, bring us home. Gentlemen, the Boston Celtics have lost four straight games. Correct. Something is not going well right now. I get they're thirty-four and fourteen. I get that they have a one and a half game lead on Toronto in the conference right now. 
they're you know there's still 32 games left in this regular season 34 games left in this regular season sorry but you know every team hits the stretch at some point i think they're just now hitting theirs they've had a lot you know they played so many games in a row before they went to london now they're getting that little stretch where they're not playing as much and i think that might be playing a little part in their rhythm they're losing the teams are much better than like sean marty mentioned they lost last night to the lakers um I get it, Kyrie Irving's been phenomenal for them, and for where they are without Gordon Hayward is amazing, but I still think that even if they, I think they're probably going to have the one seed in the East again, but I still do not think they'll be the team representing the East in the NBA championship. I just, there's something about that whole situation where everything's worked out for them so well, really well so far. You know, Kyrie's been awesome, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have been great. Uh, Al Horford's an all-star. You know, Marcus Morris has been really good for them. Terry Rozier. But I still worry that at some point, all of that playing the way they've had, all those guys that aren't named Kyrie Irving playing over their head is going to fall apart at some point. So what you're saying I, is pack your bags because the finals are going to Canada. Yes. No, I, no, I, I completely still believe that the, the Cavs are going to win the title this year because they always find a way to, to, to screw me. So... That's what it is. That's really what it is. I've just been, I've just, Jesus. I've been, I've been it against LeBron. You self-serving little man, you. That's what I do. <laughs> Ooh, the Cavs are going to the finals to spite me. <laughs> it's Ugh. true. It's true. It has nothing to do with their talent. <laughs> I feel like me and Tim are on totally oppo- opposite spectrums of that, whereas he feels the same way about the Warriors. <laughs> Steph Curry made that basket because he knows I'm getting mad. <laughs> Draymond Green, I'm green with <laughs> No. Hey, if you remember, I'm the one that wrote the article that said the Warriors aren't bad for basketball. Thank you. Yeah, but you also prefaced that article with this hurts me in my pee hole. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> like, like, this article is pro-Warriors and my butt is hurt. <laughs> It's available on 48minutesnetwork.com. <laughs> .net. .com. .com. But speaking of, this has been 48 Minutes, your conversational NBA podcast. It does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you want to help keep these mics on, make sure you go to your podcast service of choice, write us a review, Leave us a pretty little comment. Hit up the website. Subscribe to us. If you subscribe to us on Google, thank you. Subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes if you can. Vice versa for for everyone else that uses iTunes. Just hit up all podcast services because it's only going to help us. And it's going to help you enjoy your eighth favorite NBA podcast that you get every week. But until next week, thank you, Sean. Thank you, Tim. Heal Hayward. And good night.